This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Greetings, good citizen. You are listening to The Dork Knight. This is going to be our first crossover episode with Comics Paradox. And if you're joining us from Comics Paradox, we are covering the later half of Batman Red Rain. And if you haven't caught the first half, head on over to Comics Paradox. Information is going to be in the show notes. And uh, catch the first episode of this. And here we go. Batman Red Rain. Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Ribbit and rip it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, ribbit and rip it. Because <laughs> we frog it around, I, I, I guess. <laughs> Hey there, fanboys and fangirls. Uh, this is Powerful Brandon here. Uh, this is um, the Comics Paradox podcast in which we discuss uh, alternate reality takes and tales uh, such as Elseworlds and What Ifs from uh, some of the big publishers. We'll just basically kind of bounce around as we check out all kinds of different stories. Uh, we, we do things such as um, Amalgam Comics, uh, storylines like age of apocalypse on top of those established alternate reality labels from from marvel and dc uh so yeah that's uh that's what we're about to bar- embark on tonight alongside mr leo I'm the Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. The, the most common. <laughs> yeah, the, mo- <laughs> the lowest of the hanging fruit. <laughs> One might even say the lowest common. Denom- yeah, I, I like that. And as the denominator, I'm here to underscore what we're, we're going to read today. Justin LCD Cooper. <laughs> we are talking about today the Doug Mintz and... Kelly Jones, uh, original classic, Elseworlds book, Batman Red Rain. That's Batman Red Rain, not Peter Gabriel Red Rain. So, you know, all of you fans out there, you know, this is not the exact same. Great song, though. So, but that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, you really cleared our... up that confusion for all two of the people that questioned it. <laughs> well, I, I'm assuming I'm assuming a lot of people here are of the same vintage of us, so some of us know who Peter Gabriel is. Yeah, some of us. I mean, bro, you hold a fucking gun to my head and be like, Name three songs by Peter Gabriel right now. I'd be like, dude, Sledgehammer, Book of Love. I just pulled the trigger. I don't know anything else. Salisbury Hill, Salisbury Hill, boom. 
yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fox yeah. in the yep. Uh, Foxtrot, right? <laughs> you guys are just saying words now. <laughs> You're fucking with me. Games without frontiers. I mean, come on. If you say so, my friend. <laughs> I believe you. Uh, Batman and Dracula came out in February of 1992. Uh, the cover artist is Kelly Jones and Malcolm Jones III. And uh, as Justin mentioned, the writer was uh, Doug Mensch. Uh, Kelly Jones was the penciler, and uh, Malcolm Jones was also the anchor, and I've said those already. Kellerista was uh, Leigh Dorscheid, I guess. <laughs> and the editor was Dennis O'Neill and uh, Kelly Puckett. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. No, I was just laughing at, at the uh, presumption of that, and I'm like... I'm like, it's just funny when we give Brandon, like, the Batman stuff. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, kind of, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm half joking, but, I mean, I've read yeah, enough no, Batman comics to be like, I mean, I know, I've seen this. <laughs> That's why it's funny, because it's kind of true, and I'm like, yeah, kind of. Like, yeah. you guys, and I think it's so great that you're so dedicated all together. Like, oh, I'm reading all through this Batman, and i got to catch up because I, I fell, fell behind and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know what? I literally can stop reading Batman for three years and then start reading Batman again. And I'm still going to see the same things I recognize in Batman. <laughs> like, it's not going to be a problem for me. That's why I'm just like, I, I will cherry pick the story I said read. <laughs> well, as long as you don't read last year's I, over to last year because they changed like everything up. If oh, you yeah, say like so. <laughs> I just don't read the early uh, 2000s, um, the Bruce Wayne murderer, all that kind of stuff. I, I just, I don't even like the character. I'm like, I don't even know who they are. You know, who, who is this? Oh, it's Batman. No, it's not. Hey, if not you say all. so, jerk face. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Mr. Brubaker, I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> no, sir, Mr. Brubaker, I do not agree with you, sir. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, this what is, did he do? This is not the Batman I enjoyed reading the adventures of growing up. Now you like, fix it. Fix it. So you're telling me this guy that's out to save the world and do all this stuff totally hung his, uh, you know, female bodyguard out to dry, faked his own death, and then came to taunt her? What? This is heavy. There's <laughs> <laughs> <Those are> more <laughs> again. <laughs> is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull in the future? <laughs> I'll say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we we have um, you know Batman and, and the the vamp crew there, getting ready to take down uh, Dracula as best they they can. 
and Batman is just like super weak. He, you know, he's like, oh man, you would be great right now, but <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I, right. I, I assume that would probably be what he needs. Uh, and then, you know, he it turns out he's he's fucking dealing with you know a fair amount of blood loss still, and he needed a transfusion, so Tanya gave him one. She's like, we're the same blood type. I'm like, yeah, I mean, sure, except you're a fucking vampire, so. I'm pretty sure that means Batman's a vampire now. <laughs> yeah, like, you sure get there. I've seen I've seen enough vampire movies and shows to understand like if they exchange blood, even if it's not through the mouth, that's probably gonna make him a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but yeah, she's like, there's no other way. I'm like, okay, I can get through with this. And you know, they they unhook him and. You know, he, you know, the, you know, she's like, uh, Dracula has your friend, and he jumps up, he's like, Alfred, Alfred, and just, like, bursts through the door, and he's now all, like, you know, full of vim and vigor, <laughs> like, just hopping around, sticking his feet together like he's Dick Grayson doing a yeah, fucking yeah, jump off the, the trapeze, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, um, Alfred's right there in the parlor, and he's just like, good lord, sir, what, and he's like, Thank God she was wrong. And, uh, you know, then Bruce is like, wait a minute. Who did she mean? You're okay. And as as they're ta- as he's saying this, uh, Alfred's informing him that the doctor's on the phone, and it seems the results of his blood test show ad- abnormal levels of adrenaline and an increased white cell count and antibodies of some unknown. And then crash, bang, boom! Three vampires just fucking come through the window, like, coming on like gangbusters, which... Uh, flies in the face of one of the biggest rules I know about vampires. Yeah. Uh, ju- just, just a correction. It's quiche, peach, blash. What? Oh. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Says the onomatopoeia. Quiche, peach, blash. Well, instead of crash, bing, boom. Oh, like quiche, peach, blash. Kevin Bacon. I mean, so Morbius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't be the only person that's ever thought that. Nope, totally true. Like, I re- back in the day, I was like, you know who would be the perfect person to play Morbius? Who? Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. And then he got cast in X-Men First Class, and I was like, oh. It's bacon know, time. Is Morbius mm-hmm. in it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we have these vampires that just uh, jumped in through the window, which it's funny that they went with so many other rules that vampire lore follows but they didn't go with a vampire needs to be invited into yeah the house. yep yeah that, that always seems like more of a tradition than than uh, something that was generally like like oh silver hurts them or and, and i mean like they, they're kind of picking and choosing here too because they're like oh a stake of oak through the heart or anything and it's like oh okay well well pine not work with that whole idea of like dracula 2000 you know so it's it's they're really picking and choosing yeah, I mean, I never really looked at it as tradition. I always thought of it as part of the supernatural aspect. Like, they legitimately are, there's a barrier that they cannot penetrate unless they are given, they are given an open invitation, a willing invitation into mm-hmm. somebody's home. Um, it's like, you know, one of those weird rules that they had to have cheat codes around, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So if a vampire walks up to your door and says, up, down, left, right, <laughs> <laughs> select start, 
up, down, down, left, right, yeah. left, right. Exactly. DA stuck. He he comes in, uh, and there's thirty guys behind him. <laughs> All your base are belong to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless unless you say something to the Tantra area. I'm sorry. What was your name again? Uh, Mr. Kinabi. <laughs> but you can call me Count. Yeah, Count. Just like Dracula. But my name is Kunami. <laughs> okay. Well, Wait. Oh. I've been waiting for you to ask. I could really use a drink. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, so these these vampires crash in inexplicably. And Bruce just, you know, proceeds to mollywop them. It, it, you know, swack, shoop, swack, swack. Those are the noises. Yep. You happy, you happy now, Leo? <laughs> Very much so. And just to point out, it looks like on the panel on the left there, he literally punched a face off the guy. Yeah, I, that was very, like, Superboy Prime of him. <laughs> I will punch you so hard, I will knock your face out of reality. Exactly. What? what kind of sense does that make? Oh, don't worry. You'll find out. You know those Rick and Morty faces? Show me what you got. That's what they <laughs> Show me what you got. I like what you got. <laughs> so uh, Bruce is, is kicking the shit out of him, and then he, he looks at the chairs in his, in his parlor, and he's just like, the chair legs, four of them, and only three vampires. More than enough. And he, uh, you know, he stakes them with the fucking legs of the chair. Mm-hmm. Like, like you do. And Alfred's uh, all, oh my. <laughs> oh my. I wonder if I can get that out with a little bit of club soda. Yeah, kind of. I mean, probably. and what does he do to get rid of the bodies? Because these are not like Buffy the Vampire Slayer where they turn to dust or flame or anything. They're yeah, dead bodies. Maybe just wait for the sun to hit them and hope that ashes them out. That's that's actually a good idea. I mean, that's what I would do. Would, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe I don't know. I don't recall them resolving this particular issue. They did not. So <laughs> in the story. So 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 he's gonna find a way to get sunlight in there to get rid of it. Maybe. Yeah. It's oh, a yeah. system of mirrors, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast about the movie Legend. <laughs> There's some pulleys involved. <laughs> Featuring a soundtrack by Tangerine Dream. I I was more referring to uh, a a certain like orangutan that like uh, you kill it by getting the uh, somehow we can get the sun in there to like beat it. Never mind. Sorry. What? <laughs> what? what, what? Was this one? Um, an orangutan? Uh, when when uh, uh, dipshit when uh, he was talking about uh, killing COVID. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Get sunlight into your veins. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah, I get you. I find the easiest way to do that is to make the top of the tea right at your wrist, and then just make it a long line down this vein. You'll you'll have all the sunlight you can fucking stand. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> so Bruce is uh. Bruce is like, okay, well. That was fun. I'm going to put on my Batman costume and go save Commissioner Gordon. Because that's what I do. I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> and, uh, damn right. <laughs> I'm the goddamn Batman. Bruce, is that you? No. 
I am vengeance. I am the night. Commissioner, it's definitely you, dude. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I've, I've never made fun of Batman with having like a, a, a hormonal 15, 16 year old. <laughs> it just like took me by surprise. Um, but anyway, you know, Bruce is just like, good God, not Alfred. <laughs> like, alright, dude. Well, you know, look at the shit you do. Wasn't it, wasn't it really more of a probability than possibility that somebody was gonna nab him at some point? Yeah. Why not the Lord of the Vampires? Just as good an enemy as any. At least it wasn't the Joker, right? That yeah. That guy compared to Dracula, he sucks. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not discounting the iconic Joker. All right. I just mean, you know, in in regards to this story, like, you know, if it were, if it were the Joker that got Alfred, ah, man, that's, what are you doing? How did that even happen? Come on, bro. But when Dracula does it, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's Dracula. Okay, that, I get it. <laughs> I mean, they I, don't even really go into how he knows where Batman is, but he must be able to track him or something somehow as a vampire, right? Is it because Tanya was there, or? Yeah, they don't, they don't really discuss that, do they? No, I don't think so. He's just that good a detective, damn it. He's the yeah. Dark Knight detective. This is what he does. He detects in the but Dark Knight. Oh, is that why they say that? The, the cool thing is, now we start getting to the actual crux of why Dracula's doing what he's doing on these next couple pages here. Yeah, right? it's, it's, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty heady, and <clears throat> I did not see it coming, honestly. Um... You know, he, he starts, he's he's doing, he's monologuing to Commissioner Gordon. I mean, through and through, that's that's what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, yes, so, so, you know, you're the worst mass murderer of the ages, Gordon says to him. He says, yes, so I am. Although competition from your ranks has been steadily growing, but do you know what happens to birds of prey feeding on fish full of polluted streams? Sometimes they die, sometimes they mutate, and sometimes, Commissioner Gordon... They go mad. That which affects the prey eventually reaches the predator. And your blood, Gordon, the blood of all humans in this modern world, is slowly driving me mad. Just as mad, I'm afraid, as your human society has become. You see, I no longer care, Gordon. And that makes me dangerous. More dangerous than I've ever been. More dangerous than anyone or anything could ever be. Something has changed me, Commissioner. I have become a total monster. So, Dracula's losing his fucking mind. Yeah, seriously. He is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, all the chemicals that we've been pumping into not just the environment, but ourselves, has been affecting the blood that he drinks to survive. And it's fucking him up. Mm -hmm. He is just like he is losing all capacity for like rational thought, and he's throwing caution to the wind. He is he is insane, and this is why we can't have nice things. Even our vampires are ruined. So uh, so nice, uh, <laughs> nice work, humanity. You ruined Dracula. <laughs> so the uh... we, can't, we can't get another one of those. There was only one. <laughs> There's only one. <laughs> Uh, so the uh, little plastic beads have made their way up to food chain to uh, to Dracula. Yep, microplastics. Yep, microplastics. <laughs> yep, that'll do it every time. 
Who would have thought that Dracula's number one weakness was going to be <laughs> Oh, I, 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 thought it, I thought it was Monster Energy Drink. But... <laughs> My God. He's a total I... monster, bro. And I have a powerful thirst. I know I crack open a can of Monster Energy Drink. Now with extra blood, uh, uh, taurine. <laughs> this blood's for you. It's a really relevant book to what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I know, for real. Uh, I do I do appreciate, uh, as well, you know, this is going on, uh, we see that, you know... Uh, Dracula's kind of flying around, and then all of a sudden, down on the street level, <laughs> three of his, his like you know ghouls or whatever, they're just standing there, and they just <laughs> they just stand there and just, chuck, 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 and they each end up with a fucking sharpened batarang embedded in them, one in his shoulder, one in the side of his head, and one directly in the middle of his forehead, and they all just pull them out, and they're like, yeah, and the next thing you see is Batman. <laughs> Standing there, and he just goes. <laughs> it's great. Like that right there would be an awesome poster, for sure. That is that is just a cool. Oh yeah, shot. no, there's there's like several of those oh wow moments here with this art. Yeah, it, it, it's great. I mean, even with the word boo, I like it. <laughs> like it's great. Um, but it looks, uh, like, looks like a fingerprint behind it, right? Yeah. I know. I know. Um, I will say they do focus a lot on the reddish background throughout the vast majority of this book really driving home like how the environment is changing around them mm-hmm. um, and it's only when you're indoors slash deep underground that you tend to not get that that red tint and everything um, but yeah so <laughs> Batman just uh, you know threw those and obviously knew it wasn't going to do much he's just trying to get them to follow him and uh, as soon as they, they get out, they basically uh, just run out and make themselves easy targets for Tanya and her, her uh, kill crew there. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they machine stake these dudes like nobody's fucking business. And uh, Batman, of course, is like, all right, well, I'll just wait over here in this puddle while you guys do that. I mean, I'm really not sure what he's doing in that situation while they're just staking these dudes with guns. Um I think and he's then, trying to lead them someplace. Like he's definitely hurting them to uh, where he wants to take them. Yeah, he. I mean, he does start running around again, and uh, he starts like crashing through walls, and he finally makes his way down to what? Is it the into the Batcave? Batcave. Yeah. Okay. I'm like that is the Batcave, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. I love the I love the roots growing down from the top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the, the like upper left hand corner, like showing like this clearly like an old ass tree above the bat cave right there. And no um, dinosaur, oh, yeah. no penny, none of that garbage. Like it's it's super basic. Garbage? Yeah. Garbage? Well, just in, ge- in general, you know. <laughs> Don't touch the penny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's really it's it's uh it's really striking. It's it's very cool. Like once again, like this without the the uh, dialogue or, or uh, exposition panels here, like that would that would be an awesome shot altogether. Because this this is a fantastic splash page. Yeah, and you have his cape just hanging. Yeah, it just keeps on getting bigger throughout the book. It's 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 impressive too because like 
it's basically just the shapeless cape with the mm-hmm. iconic Batman cowl at the top of it. There's no form. There's no physique given to it, and it's just still so like impressive and striking. Yeah, it shows a lot of movement. Yeah, it, it, it's done well. Like, this is the kind of shit that like Batman and Spawn fanboys like cream their jeans for. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I I've read a lot of Spawn. I'm just saying. I actually read way too much Spawn in one sitting. It's it, it, I, I could see that, yeah. I haven't been right since. It's, I'll, I'll admit it. I wanted to catch up before issue 300 hit, so I realized I stopped reading Spawn regularly back in, like, issue 48. <laughs> so I bought every Spawn comic and read them. And I only gave myself, like, a month to do it. I, I can't feel things still. Not <laughs> yeah, no, I can't feel not in the right way. I will say I do appreciate the character of Jim. That was that was a very interesting story arc. Um, if you get a chance, check it out. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, back to Batman. He's he's kind of like trying to beat the the clock and get you know get light on his side with all of this. Um, we have the throwdown going down in the Batcave. Um, we have a, a bunch of these dudes getting uh what is it they're just screaming right is that or are they are they getting killed i can't tell uh which which one on the uh top right hand yeah corner? top right like woo, woo. oh uh yeah they're they're getting burned by the daylight oh, by the, okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he okay yeah did he blow did he did he blow the thing oh okay yeah because he just hit the detonator yep. uh on on the mines he plants around the back cave so yeah it's pouring in sunlight killing all these things and there's a, a very healthy uh, band of life that is separating Tanya from Dracula and Dracula's just like Haha, look at that sunlight you wouldn't burn yourself in that to get to me and she's like yeah no I'm, I'm gonna do it <laughs> everybody here knows I'm, I'm gonna do it and she, she jumps over and they, uh, they go at it and she, she gets hit by sunlight as everything breaks around them, uh, and and dies, and then Bruce finally hits like the last, the last trigger and just blows the entire manor sky high and just yeah. collapses everything in on the back cave and what have you, and uh, his family's land is is no more. Uh, he he is saved by the bat coffin though. It looks like. Yes, yeah. he did put himself in the Batman version of Superman's spaceship. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it did look a lot like that, and and that's kind of what I thought they were doing. I'm like, oh, is that like, is he gonna take off? <laughs> right. Uh, and then you know we 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 have a couple of guys that shows later on in the cratered ruin that was once uh, stately Wayne Manor. Uh, clearly workers to clear the area one has a pickaxe the other has a shovel in their silhouette and you know they're just like oh you know whose who's joint was this anyway and the guy's like oh man this place must have you know huge tremor blah 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 that cave under this thing and he's like wait a minute you don't know who's whose place this was it was bruce wayne he lived here the big deal multi-millionaire yeah well those sure can't save him now 
Felix Holmes, he's the late Bruce Wayne. Hmm. And Mila, it's dusk at this point in time. And uh, eventually, night hits, and uh, the the Batman rocket ship opens up, and he's just like, it's safe now to rise. My home and the cave, everything gone, crushed in a pit of blackness, memories, possessions, and most precious of all, a woman's ultimate courage. You know, and she it shows him uh, thinking back to Tanya, Go! Into your manor, we'll hold them. And he's just like, oh man, Tanya. There's the the Robert Pattinson um, panel right there. Yeah, like tears. I, I totally see down. Pattinson right there. Oh yeah. Right, tears coming down each one of his eyes. <clears throat> to death, Tanya. In peace. And uh, you know, he's just he's there, and it's like, oh, it, but but wait, there's more. <laughs> all of a sudden, there's like the the whole speedy wind around him, like we saw Dracula do earlier in the comic. And Bruce is just like, I know, monster. It's far from over. And, uh, you know, he decides to just, like, make his way through through Gotham and get to the penthouse that he owns uh, where Alfred is. And he's like, not to worry. We have everything we need, which apparently is a drawer full of silver batarangs. Mm-hmm. That, that is everything they need. Um, and <laughs> Alfred's, like, lamenting, like, except, you know, we don't have a cave. Or a garage, and no place for the car. And that's when Bruce takes off his trench coat and he goes, From now on, Alfred. And we see the next page. He's got huge bat wings sticking out of his back. I won't be needing a car. And Alfred's response, Good lord. And Bruce is just like, This is a great gift from a great and heroic woman. Tanya is dead at last, but her legacy lives on in me. Reborn from every darkness on the winds. Like, yeah, alright, so you're Batman. Wink, we get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good job. It was a long road to get there, everyone, but high five yourselves. End of book. No, I'm just, just kidding, just kidding. Um, so, you know, Batman, Bruce throws on his Batman regalia and he goes out into the night and he's, uh, he's saying to himself, like, this is my first fight and my final hunt. And uh, he's, He's on his way to take out Dracula once and for all. Where is it that Dracula's hold up? Gotham Spire or something they call it? Yeah, it's it's some sort of like defunct building or anything else like that. Um, like definitely old. Yeah, it's, it's not a not a church, but it looks like that sort of construction. It looks like it would be part of a Castle Grayskull set. It really green. does, like the green bricks and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's a couple like, more vibes like that in this. A lot, of, a lot of copper in that concrete, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so uh, Batman's approaching. He's got, like, the cool cape, like, surrounding him as he flies. And uh, <clears throat> we also see that, that red rain is, is falling. Um, it's, it's coming down pretty consistently at this point now. And we see inside this spire that Dracula has James Gordon tied, hanging upside down, and he's giving him a series of slow cuts to bleed him uh, and informs him like, oh no, 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 that's how you're going to die, the slow death of bleeding, and he's just going to take his time drinking his cup from a blood that he collects under his head. And, uh, you know, you won't get you won't get the second chance at life I could offer you. You'll just be dead. There'll be no awakening. And, um, you know, <laughs> Gordon's just like, you're mad! Like, yeah, 
But I mean, how would you know the difference? He's a vampire. <laughs> like, yeah. This is some evil shit. You know, I don't know that there's any sort of basis of comparison at, at this point. He's just petty. You know, it's like yeah. Dracula is super petty. Jeez, Dracula, you're such a bitch. <laughs> you know? Yeah, kind of. He, he kind of is, you know? And, uh, you know, he's just like, oh, this, that, that bad dickhead out there tried to, you know, he, he killed all my, my new kids and then he fucking made fun of me by drawing his blood into a cross, which, like, I really wanted to lick, but he knew it wouldn't hurt me, so, like, what a jerk. And now I'm gonna make sure that he understands what pain is by, by, you know, making, making him feel what it's like to lose everything. Because, you know, I wanted to lick that blood cross. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much how it goes down. And uh, Batman sees the bats flying around where Dracula is currently dwelling with Gordon and sees that they are circling it and, and sort of protecting Dracula. And <laughs> Bruce kind of laments to himself. He's like, those are the bats from my cave. And they're his now. <laughs> like, Bruce, I mean, did you buy them? Did you import them for your bat cave? Oh, I what a, if so, what a poser. That wasn't a bat cave. It was a cave. But he named them. <laughs> Not Herbert. No. <laughs> I can't believe Marcus would do that to me. <laughs> Jeez, I, I, I think of it more like um, The Witcher where he calls them all Roach. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> roach, 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 and Roach. And I mean, you, you think about it. Batman's terrible to these bats. You know, at least Morbius in this movie, he fed them. You know, it's like he just allows them to exist and uses them to like flutter upon like uh, uh, villains and such. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, we we basically have Batman trying to approach, and Alfred, being the stand-up dude he is, he jumps in the Rolls Royce from earlier in the issue, and he's doing his best to speed along while keeping track of where Bruce is in the sky. And, uh, you know, it's not quite working the way he'd like it to. And uh, some, I don't, I don't know what the hell this is, two people on a ladder? Yeah, uh, fire, firemen. Oh, firemen, Jesus Christ. Okay, it, the, it's so, like, uh, it's very green. yellow. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at it as green, exactly. Thank you, I was very confused there. Uh, and they, you know, they're, they're falling down trying to get whatever people for to safety and then um oh it's the bats they're trying to prevent them from hurting people they turn the fire hoses on the bats and a whole bunch of them fly into uh, a car that then goes and like hits alfred as he's riding along with the rolls royce uh there's an explosion and alfred is thrown through the windshield of the rolls royce and uh meanwhile batman's still trying to do his thing up against Dracula and you know Dracula's inside being a real dick to Gordon like oh when do you think he's gonna show up when do you think your dark avenging angel and Batman like a boss just literally next panel now Dracula <laughs> <laughs> like boom and, and then just now and just starts coming at him and uh you know Batman's just like oh he wants me to he wants me to like respond so i'm going to without words it's a little bit like dark knight returns is like yeah they don't yeah. realize it this is an operating table and i'm the surgeon this is my scalpel you know 
Exactly. Very, yep. very much what's happening. And uh, there's a lot of that vibe from this point on. For for real. And uh, he manages to get to Gordon and, and cut him down. And, uh, you know, Gordon's just like, all right, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Good luck, Batman. <laughs> like, that's, that's really how it went. And I, I can't say I blame him for a second. And uh, then Dragon was just like, well, you know, Tanya tried this and she's gone. But because of me, she lived for centuries. After finding you, she died within weeks. You know, you should have fled when you had the chance. And Batman's like, she died building me a bridge to you. You're like, to what end? Your city is mine. It's pathetic humans. It's pathetic humans are mine. Even your bats are mine. Leaving me with... And Batman's just like, leaving me with nothing but silver. And then he just throws a silver batarang straight at his face, sticks in his cheekbone. And uh, Batman starts, you know, coming at him quick and fast using the distraction of that. And uh, realizes he needs to put distance between himself and Dracula. And once he does, he just, like, hurls a shitload of silver batarangs at him. And, uh, you know, uh, Dracula jumps out. And Batman goes right right after him through the window. And they both start flying in, in pursuit. And, uh, you know. He is not a defensive fighter, Dracula. He's just, like, errantly no. throwing punches and stuff like that. And it's like, he's clearly not akin to getting hit so he he's just kind of tanking all this damage and like he doesn't realize he's getting hit with silver and shit yeah i mean he's never had to know how to actually fight because mm -hmm. fucking dracula and, and uh, tanking is know. is that a video game term yeah uh, or rpgs or anything okay. like that um you know um if you have a tank character who's there to kind of absorb damage so yeah, it could be video game. It could be uh, you know D and D, anything like that. Those okay. Are, uh, I I defensive characters. I didn't know it originated from D and D. That's cool. Yeah, I'd say there are RPGs, anything like that. Okay. It doesn't have to be exclusive D and D, but you know, kind of where it's come from. Meanwhile, back <laughs> at Batman Red Rain, <laughs> um, we uh, we see that Batman catches up to Dracula, and uh, you know. He was just like, Tanya did this to you, but she let you live. And Batman's just like, yeah, yeah, this dude, this dude's much stronger than me. <laughs> and uh, he's he's beating me away like I'm a teeny tiny little bird. And then Dracula says, she was meant to take, not give. Take your blood, take your life. And then he sinks his fangs right into Batman. And, uh, you know, Batman's just like, well, this is... This feels terrible. Um, I don't like it. It's it's icky and it hurts. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. he starts losing some blood. His vision is dimming, and he he tries to fight back. And he hits Dracula with silver. And uh, right below them, whoop, uh, there was a lightning. Oh. Yeah, lightning strikes a uh, a pole, a uh, utility pole. Yeah, a gift from the heavens. And uh, Batman with the force of uh, you know having the upper hand like gravity basically and the shock of the silver he manages to push Dracula as he falls and he lands directly on this this sharpened uh, wooden beam that's sticking up and it drives right through his heart and uh, you know it's it's of course uh, oak that <laughs> that the thing was made out of so Good thing there were some oak trees around or whatever, apparently. And, uh, you know, Batman's just like, all right, 
I'm gonna sit here for a minute and just watch this ancient fucking evil creature turn to nothing before my very eyes. And that's exactly what he does. He turns into like uh, dust and, and all that fun stuff that you expect when a, dra a vampire is killed. And uh, Batman's just like, yeah, that's right. Look at that page. I think I'm dying. That is a great page. Once again, like the lack of physicality to it, it, it made talk about utilizing your negative space, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that's that's a really cool fucking shot too. Yeah, sure. it is. Damn, man. I would I would not mind that on a shirt. I'm not gonna lie. And I yeah, don't really, yeah. You I never don't know. I don't I mean, really. There's so many you I, can pick out of here. I don't really do like shirts that directly have characters on them a lot, but like that straight up I, I would do for sure um, but yeah Batman is he's standing there and he's like you know he won and he's just like I think I'm dying and then just collapses and he turns and, uh, turns into a puddle what's that <laughs> he turns into a puddle <laughs> he, he turns into a, a cape colored puddle and uh, Alfred you know is just like you know, Master Bruce and runs out to him and when he gets him, he's like, no, 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 no! Screaming like Superman just found Lois Lane in a fucking vault ditch. Yeah, he's, he is just beside himself here. Distraught, to say the least. And um, we come to, uh, a week later, the mayor who told Gordon to sweep everything under the rug is resigning his... his uh, yeah, this position. was crazy to me. Like, and, I wouldn't uh, have thought that. Yeah, yeah, and, and he he uh, has the district attorney uh, arraign him on charges of criminal neglect due to what was happening with the homeless in Gotham City, and you know they're just thinking to themselves like, oh, you know, we we're like he's he's the man that we we oh I'm Gordon is uh, now the man that they need now like it's it, oh I'm sorry no Gordon's saying that about the mayor like for the first time. The most stand-up thing the guy did was, like, leave office. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks for coming out, jerkface. My apologies. I was misreading it. I was like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, what? So I, I'm sorry about that. Um, and Alfred spends most of his days apparently visiting Bruce's grave because he's got nothing. He's got no one to buttle. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's just like, oh, if only the world could know how much you sacrifice for them on a regular basis. You were truly a hero, and nobody has any idea. And we come to the reading of Bruce Wayne's will, and uh, it says that nine-tenths of his fortune uh, shall be administered through a new foundation to be named Housing for the Homeless, and of my remaining assets and estates, as detailed in the attachment C, and Alfred's just like, I'll be leaving now. <coughs> and, um, you know, He's just like, no manor, no cave, but we'll be more than comfortable, he said, right from the hub of the city, with everything we need. I still can't get over it, sir. When I found you, there wasn't the least spark of life. I could have sworn you were actually... And that's when we realize that Batman is lying on a... basically in a mausoleum-like area, and Batman stops him. I am dead, Alfred. But don't worry. Bruce Wayne may be gone, but the Batman will go on. Forever. They said it. They said the thing. <laughs> Vampires are real, but not all of them. 
evil. And that's Batman Dracula Red Rain. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a reality in which Batman becomes a vampire, but seemingly is still going to be, uh, you know, the Dark Knight, the Cape Crusaders, the Dark Knight Detectives, you know. He will be vengeance. He will be night. He will be that guy in a bat costume breaking into the blood bank. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Wow, Bruce, the Bruce Wayne Foundation super into helping American Red Cross all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. It's like that Daybreakers movie, right? You know, oh, man, I love that flick. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, yeah so interesting. And, and I mean, like, I don't know another artist that could have done this the justice that they did. Not not anybody, really. Just because of the, the way this was so visceral and gory at times. But, you know, like, gothic and, and scary and dramatic. Kelly Jones did such a great job with the art. Yeah, it, it, it was really good. It fit the the tone of the story so well. I'm honestly impressed by, by. I mean, we commented on some of the things we saw as we were going along, and I, I, honestly, that negative space that's utilized, where you just you know what's there, what Batman looks like, so you don't need to see the full thing, and that that cape and cowl is just it's a character unto itself when he appears like that. It was it was impressive. I I went back through as we were we were looking at this and I realized there's only four or five times where they actually show his bat symbol throughout yep. the entire thing. Oh yeah. And yep. Very few times like that one picture where, you know, he says boo or anything yeah. in, in like a couple times in the beginning, but like towards the end, you don't see it at all. Nope. It's just gone. You know, I wonder if that was mandated. I don't know. That's a good question. <clears throat> like once he turned into a vampire to not have the bat symbol. So like, Visible. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be a good question for Kelly Jones if we ever get him on. Yeah, and maybe uh, maybe, maybe they actually didn't draw it on him at all. We just we didn't notice. We didn't catch it because at that point, like, why wear a fucking bat symbol on your chest when you literally have goddamn bat wings? Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. It it could not even be there. You know, isn't that like a a hat on a hat situation at that (laughs) point? (laughs) A bat on a hat? No, hat on a bat. Hat on a bat. A bat on a bat. Got it in four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, there's also two other parts to this, or two sequels, correct? Yep, uh, they are located in this book. <laughs> yeah, what don't they... take my word for it. <laughs> what are their names again? It's, uh, Crimson Mist. Okay, you've got uh, Crimson Mist is, is one of them, and the other one is Bloodstorm. Yeah, I think so, it's Bloodstorm uh, Batman and Crimson Bloodstorm, Mist. Bloodstorm, and then Batman Crimson Mist. That's the... Uh, and they're all they're all done by Doug Doug Mank and uh, Kelly Jones, uh, and the colorist is different for the third one, but the team is the same, like the same inker and all that. Um, so yeah, like just the colorist changed for the, the last one, and the color is definitely a bit more vibrant. But um, when you get to the last one, it looks a lot different, and it's more like a Tim Sale sort of art, like uh, Batman Long Halloween style. Okay. So, so it's that's... different. It's like the art aged a little bit differently because it would have been like probably like five to six years later. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll we'll cover those at some other point though. I mean, I'm not doing all three of them right now. That'd be insane. No. I, I... Yeah, I would. <laughs> Look, it's 90, 99 pages in my book. Like this is a long read. 
probably like a four, uh, four or five uh, issue arc. Maybe I mean I I I've only ever had it collected. So yeah. I, Maybe I it's can tell you. Book. I don't think many. I always thought it was like one singular book. I don't think it was separated. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. You know, it's uh, it doesn't say in the forward, but um, I I have the I have the small novel too that's Red Rain, and it's it's a good thick thickness. So I mean, ninety nine pages is that's a lot, including like the forward and the acknowledgement pages and all that stuff. So it's like maybe maybe you're looking at a hundred plus pages. That's a lot for like a, a comic story. So you're, you're thinking Prestige back then probably cost you seven ninety nine. Oh, yeah, you know. 99 pages, but a bitch ain't one. Yeah, yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, it's cool. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I, I was super excited that I, I got to reread this. I, I'm glad that you guys picked this for our crossover episode. Because so, it's both Dork Nighty and uh, Paradoxy. Totally. Paradoxy. Yes, the Dork Paradox. The, the, the Comic Night? Comic Night? No, none of this works. <laughs> no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I mean that's uh, that's you know Red Rain, man. Uh, it's such a especially if you sit down and and I do recommend reading it and really pouring over it, like paying attention to what you see. It builds on so much atmosphere that are clearly influenced by so many different things. But especially if you've ever watched any Hammer horror films, um, anything with Christopher Lee as Dracula, check it out. Um, those those movies are dripping with atmosphere it, it, it definitely like hung heavy while you read this this entire book they they crept the the red rain the mist of it in gradually over the course of the story it was very very cleverly done um but yeah like i i i enjoyed it and uh it's been like i, I told you guys before the show i read this uh in the other two books in a flurry of of books that I burned through because I was so excited that I bought like 20 Elseworlds at once. Like I, I had taken a huge chunk out of what I needed to get. And I was, this was like friggin' 14, 15 years ago. So I don't remember as many details about some of these things. So revisiting this, it was almost like seeing it for the first time. Uh, I'm, I think I probably appreciate it more now than I, than I did then. And that's always that that's always sense. a great yeah. feeling to have if you if you revisit a, a story like this at all is, you know, you can find that with with age as as you move through stages of life that things may resonate more or less when you go back to check this story that you you like have particular memories of. Um, I've I've had positive and what you can consider to be negative experiences on both sides of that. Uh, you know, there's some things I'm like, oh, this is much better. Like, I get this now. <laughs> You're like, okay, no, I get that I didn't get it then. That makes sense. And then there's other things I'm like, oh my god, yeah, of course I liked this back then because like I was, I was fucking 16, and like this is exactly what 16 year old boys would be like. Yeah, this is fucking cool, man. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah what a Cobra a... action figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, let me give you my, give my, give my Cobra action figure. It's just a low, low price of $290. And if you had now, we will also put in a pre order for my new over the top action figure that is coming. It comes out. with a backwards hat. <laughs> with a backwards hat, uh, 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 movable arm, and a table. 
<laughs> like, fucking tell Yo, shit. Yo, you this shit, bro. I can't <laughs> believe that. I can't believe <laughs> So when you're 16, you buy stupid stuff. Is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the quality of such a thing at the point in time that you get it, like, you know, it seems so much better than it is. And, you know, as you move along, you could you could go back and it's better or you go back and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, no, no fucking way would I be into this now. Like, or it might've been very much of its time. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that's definitely a, a part of it when you're looking at these sorts of things too. Yeah. And, and things like that happen in eras too, like uh, post nine 11, you know, um, things that, were about like foreigners and, and things like that were very popular where it's like oh oust the foreigner or vampires are, are popular fighting vampires you know but yeah. you know when when it's not in that you know zombies are something that's like all right the 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 enemy is ourselves you know versus like vampires who would be like the foreign invasion or something like that that's cyclical too and that happened in the 70s through the 80s with your your uh, horror movies and like you were talking about the Hammer films, that's that's part and parcel why they were so popular. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like you like you said, what gets a, an audience going in regards to these types of, of movies and, and stories it is very much defined by the time. I mean, the seventies, Hammer Horror, Christopher Lee, uh, not not just Christopher Lee either, but uh, Frank Langella. Um, these were very charismatic, aristocratic seeming. Dracula, and I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say Dracula's. <laughs> they, I, I they, prefer him as a, as Skeletor. Thank you very much. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, they were very you know more more sensual, for lack of a better term. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't mean sexual. Like sensual is all about sensation, like making someone feel a certain way, and that's that's all about like loss of control, and, and you know, you can't you can't you have no dominion over what somebody else is doing let alone your own self and more to the point now what they're doing is controlling what you're doing like there's a lot of that tied up with vampires as a fear in general Mm -hmm. and then you get into the 80s where you you do have like a proliferation of um actually both zombie and werewolf movies which uh are both highly indicative of ourselves being the enemy uh, don't get me started on waxwork yeah, the things that that either dwell within us that we know are just beyond our control, or uh, things that happen to us that make us lose control. Uh, it, it's you know, it, it all makes sense. Like you go forward. I mean, the '90s. You have you have like what random happenstance. Well, you know what gave me. Uh strong vibes of this book is uh, Underworld, which would have been in the I 2000s, did, so I, I like, I got a lot of that from this. I did get, I did get flashes of that myself, especially when time... Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the Death Dealers and stuff, and I'm like, alright, well, they're not fighting Vikings in this one, you know, they're, they're fighting Dracula himself, so like, you know, it, like, Tanya could have easily been <clears throat> Kate Beckinsale, and, and we would have oh, been yeah. in that, so... You know, and, and it's like the death dealers with Celine and all that, and it's like I I'm pretty sure that there's got to be some aspect of this that uh you know he he pulled that from when he wrote Underworld. Well, it, yeah. if they're fighting each other, I don't think they liken each other much anyway. Exactly, exactly. 
<laughs> no, he didn't like that one at all. Okay. <laughs> I had a fucking mouthful of goddamn iced coffee, you son of a bitch. <laughs> just had to make sure I didn't fucking just spray a sugary caffeine. Wait, you guys are drinking red my... rainwater? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> red rainwater, fresh from the springs of Gotham City. <laughs> <laughs> red rain off a new slate roof. What? From the makers of Joker Fish comes Red Rain. So sad, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this this um this was clearly it, it wore its heart on its sleeve insofar as its influences. Uh, and just an all in all fun read, I think, for anybody that is both um at least marginally aware of Batman. And uh, enjoys, you know, is a horror enthusiast as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a good crossover for the two. Yeah, and I mean, it, it feels like there's a lot of um, synergy between the, the the merging of Batman and Dracula. Like, it seems like, yeah, who, you know what? What other hero would end up going up against Dracula? It it makes sense. I, I see it. There's there's a certain like harmony to that idea. So. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was well done. It was well executed. And, uh, it it really does make me want to uh, visit the other two, uh, the two sequels, the continuing story, uh, sooner rather than later. And if you haven't checked it out, there's an episode of Batman: The Brave and the Bold on the Watchtower with the uh, Justice League International, including Booster Gold and uh, John Jones, Fire Ice, uh, and I think Guy Gardner's on there as well. And uh, it is this Batman from uh, from this story. So there, there's a really cool kind of creepy story, half-hour-long episode, very light, not as dark, but still dark for a Batman Brave and the Bold episode. Batman oh, Brave it. Diedrich Vader Batman, that's great. It, yeah, it is. It absolutely is. So that's awesome. I, I, I love Brave and the Bold. It's, it's such a good show. It is. It's, it's a great show. Like they, they really captured everything that I loved about comics growing up, and, and they kind of put it in like this nice package so I could share that with my kids. Yeah, so it was pretty fun. Nice, uh, I enjoyed this as well. This was uh, my first read. Uh, I think I might actually own this book, but I, I never actually read it. You know what? I feel like that's the case with a lot of people and this book. Like, yeah. I swear to God, more people own this book but have never read it than any other book that I've come across. In my I had it, but didn't know where it was. So, yeah, I, 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 I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like everybody has this book, but like <laughs> the number of people that. That could just like, oh yeah, I've read it, and this is this is what happens in it. Like, few and far, very far between. That selective amnesia, you know, about reading it. You ever read Red Rain? <laughs> eh, no, no. I've been told that I have not. What was that? <laughs> uh, I said no. Okay. <laughs> what's that? Red, what's that bloody cross on your wall? Don't worry about it. Nothing. Nothing. I swear, I've never read Red Rain. <laughs> I will say, like, one thing that. Growing up, even like my father, um, who was like a devoutly Catholic man, he loved horror, loved all this stuff, and and that's that's why I was like so into like vampires and, and werewolves and you know such things. He, I'd watch a lot of classic horror with him, and uh, I was I was a tiny bibliophile, so I would just read anything I could get my hands on. And uh, one of the things that I, I my dad said to me when I was listing the weaknesses of vampires in conversation like a fucking nine-year-old does, you know. My dad was like, actually, the cross isn't exactly the weakness you think it is. And I was like, why is that? And my dad looks at me, he goes, 
would a cross or a crucifix work on a vampire who was Jewish or Muslim? Or would it make more sense to use their personal religious artifacts in order to call on God to protect you? I'm like, what do you, what? He goes, it's the faith that they know that repulses them. So a cross wouldn't do any good against someone who doesn't believe in Jesus. And so on and so forth. I was like, what? And it's one of those things. It's like, you know what? You should not make the assumption that a cross would work. Because what if you're going up against a vampire that's been alive for thousands of years and believes in, like, ancient Babylonian gods when they were human? Ah, true blood. Yeah. You know, what's, what's, a, what's a fucking crucifix going to do to them? Nothing. You know, so... I, I like silver and, and you know garlic and, and you know stakes through the heart. I don't even like I don't even dig on like it has to be a particular type of wood, but you know whatever. Yeah, I I'm kind of with you on that. You know, like the whole idea about oak. I'm like I don't know what is mythic about that. Uh, there probably is a reason for it. I would uh, not tell. It's probably part of lore. And I'm not I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying like I, that's not something that I would consider to be a deal breaker in a story. Yeah. Um, and then of course there's sunlight and decapitation. You know, I, I think those are all pretty effective measures that can be utilized. And if anything, you play it for gags when somebody like pulls out a cross or something like that, and just be like, "You for real, bro? Like, my last name is Feldstein." Or well, that you know, that always brings me back to uh, Tales from the Crypt War Devil of Blood. My last name is Malik. You think that I'm a fucking like Lutheran dude? Like, yeah, exactly. Unitarian. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dennis Miller had that. Like, he's like, what is that, a cross? And he goes, oh, no, and it's the Star of David. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's, uh, it's a really, like, kind of, uh, it's not a foolproof way to ward off a vampire if you think about it realistically. Especially if you're dealing with, a, a, like I said, a vampire that's, like, super old. Like... I, th I think it, I mean, it works in, in most of the, the recent ones that I can think of, like, uh, I don't even know if that's recent anymore, but, like, from Dusk Till Dawn and, and, like, those sort of things, like, it'll it'll work in those, but after you got past, like, that whole Dracula 2000 thing, then everything kind of shifted with it, where it's like, I don't think crosses work for them anymore, like, and, and again, going into, like, Underworld and all that, I don't believe crosses were part of the deal. Yeah, I, I think you're right, especially in regards to Underworld. I've only seen bits and pieces of uh, Dracula 2000, to be perfectly honest. Um, Good ending, I'll say that. But, you know, the thing is, um, traditionally speaking, a lot of people still probably kind of have, like, the old-school Bram Stoker-esque Dracula in mind when they think of that. Um, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. It, I mean, I'm, j I'm just pulling, like, one tiny little detail. I'm not even nitpicking. I'm just like, oh, you know, that's – it's interesting because that, that actually doesn't kind of make sense if you think about it all together. But – Well, yeah, there's, like, garlic, too. So it's like maybe garlic was, was a pollutant to the blood or, or something along those lines similar to the drugs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just interesting, you know, to, to look at certain things like, oh, you guys went with this and – you know, some, sometimes I see that and I'm like, oh, you, you thought about so many other things here, but it's like you just kind of stuck with, you got like tunnel vision on what you know from the things that you were drawing inspiration from, and you didn't stop to think about the logic behind how it would work for the world you actually had your characters dwelling in. But 
that's neither here nor there. Like, like it's not like I'm pulling at the thread and the whole fucking thing unravels at that point. No, no, no. It's still a fun story. We can still make observations like that about it, though. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, it's been a while since I've read a, a, a decent vampire story, so I'm glad, I'm glad that we did this. Yeah, I am too. Just in time for uh, spooky season. Yep. <laughs> Indubitably. Totally. <laughs> Uh, so I, I think that's an episode, right? I, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, our first crossover episode, and I'm sure we'll have more in the future. And uh, why don't we Bit kick... <laughs> nope, last one. This is it. <laughs> uh, uh, Justin, why don't you close us out? You can check us out at Comics Paradox, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. And you can find us in the Dorkening Facebook group. Stop in. You can stop into the Splash Pages Comic Book Club, and you can uh, check out Comics Paradox. There we go. Powerful Brandon. Uh, hey, everyone. Yeah, so um, like like Justin said, check out Comics Paradox. Uh, that's, that's the other podcast that we do. We cover Elseworlds and such like this, Elseworlds, what ifs, and what have you. Uh, but otherwise, you know, come on over to the Powers Combined Facebook group. Uh, you know, we're a bunch of dorks that just like to share memes, info, laughs, good times we have by all. Our number one rule there is don't be a jerk. If you violate that, you will be booted immediately. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Twitter at Brandon Powers and on Instagram at this Brandon Has Powers. And uh, aside from the Dork Night and Comics Paradox, which uh, debut a bi-weekly one every other week on Sundays wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. You can find me on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Dorking Wednesday Night Show, uh, live streamed for your viewing pleasure. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, for me, just Google Leo Pond, but I, I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. We got a ton of shows on the network. There's a ton of awesome people do a, doing a, a lot of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com, which you can see all the latest episodes there. And uh, like these fine gentlemen said, go check out Splash Pages, The Dork Night, Comics Paradox. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying our best to cover, you know, encompass the world of comics uh, in our shows here. And uh, Justin, did you say where people can find you? Uh, they can find me in the Epic Shells Facebook group or uh, the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. So otherwise, anything dorking, you know, dorking related, I'm, I'm probably lurking around somewhere. You're lurking. You're lurking. <laughs> yeah, I'm lurking. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just surprised to find out right now that we're actually supposed to be trying our best. I did not get the memo. (laughs) I have been given 9% at most. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. (laughs) One tenth. (laughs) Oh, with that, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs, from horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. 
Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found.